his face on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, not yet, not as I will, but as you will. Verse 42 says, He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Amen. I want to preach on this Palm Sunday as the Holy Spirit shall give me help as you shall pray for and with me from the topic, what is best for me? Lord, bless your word, anoint your servant, give us ears to hear. I pray God not to preach a good sermon, but a sermon that does some good. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can acknowledge and admit the Christian life is a wrestling match. I don't know how you characterize or describe what it means to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, but... There is significant truth, brothers and sisters, concerning the image of the Christian life being a wrestling match. As we seek to become who God says we ought to become and do the work God calls us to do. Let's admit it on this Palm Sunday morning, we are constantly wrestling who among us is not wrestling between who God wants you to be and who you really are who among us is not wrestling with the call of God upon your life and you and I remaining in our comfort zone who among us is not wrestling between being the lover of God, God calls us to be, and the temptation to be lukewarm? Who among us is not wrestling with the struggle to be wise where every day foolishness is calling my name? Who among us is not wrestling with being a peacemaker where all around us there is the temptation to stir the pot and be a drama queen and drama king? Who among us is not wrestling with the temptation to walk by faith Versus being skeptical about everything that God puts before us. Amen. Who among us is not wrestling with the temptation to be humble where the world says we ought to be egomaniacal and make it all about us. Amen. Who among us is not wrestling with the temptation to speak life versus the temptation to have loose lips and or diarrhea of the mouth. 
If we'd be honest with ourselves on this Palm Sunday, the Christian life is a wrestling match. And if we would be so honest with ourselves on this Sunday morning, we are even wrestling right now. High holy day in worship, yet we are wrestling, listening to the preaching of the gospel, yet we are wrestling. Been blessed by the songs of Zion, yet we are wrestling. Grateful, blessed, and thankful for all that God has done and is doing, yet we are wrestling. I wish I had a thousand real folk all across the world who would just raise that sanctified finger and say, Preacher, you are talking to me. We are not the first, nor will we be the last to wrestle. According to this New Testament text, our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ, as he is preparing for a date with destiny on the cross of Calvary, is wrestling. Jesus, remember church, is God in the flesh who is the perfect blend of divinity and humanity. As Jesus, who is both God and human, prepares for that date with destiny on the cross of Calvary, Jesus and his disciples, in particular Peter, James, and John, make their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. As they are in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus encourages those who are closer to him, Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee, to watch and pray with him lest they fall into temptation, but also to be a source of encouragement to him as he is struggling and wrestling with the call of God on his life. Jesus, according to the text, is wrestling with God's will for his life. God, we remember in John chapter 1, has called Jesus to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And now the time is coming where Jesus has to fulfill his God-given assignment. As Jesus is preparing to fulfill his God-given assignment, the text says that Jesus is struggling with the notion of embracing the will of Almighty God. Jesus is talking to God, his Father, requesting if there's any way that God can do it to let this cup of suffering pass from him. God, if you can let me get out of this, do it. God, I know that you are able. Do it. God, I know you can do anything but fail. Do it. Then according to the text, God does not bless Jesus with what Jesus is asking for because Almighty God, help me preach this watch chapel, knows what is best for you and I. Amen. 
As I preach this word on this Sunday morning, I preach this message to encourage everybody to make up in your mind to embrace the will of God for your life. The will of God might be costly. The will of God might be challenging. The will of God might take you beyond your comfort zone. The will of God might prune you. Help me preach this, somebody. The will of God might call you not to cuss when you want to cuss somebody. The will of God might call you to go the second mile where you're tired from the first mile. But there is nothing better for you and I except embracing the will of God. And let me upset somebody's apple cart on this Sunday morning. The will of God does not always mean you're going to be a millionaire. The will of God does not always mean you're going to drive a Bentley. The will of God does not always mean you're going to be married, living in the suburbs of Wake County with 2.5 children, a dog named Flash, and a wife or husband on your arm. The will of God sometimes means that we have to do the hard stuff. Preach, Pastor. And there's nothing more significant for you and I as we seek to become more like Jesus and embrace the challenge of becoming real Christians to embrace the will of God for our lives. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning, lest you think this is a dour go-to-hell sermon. No, nothing is more beneficial and blessed than being in God's will. The will of God might cost you. The will of God might be challenging. But let me tell you, on the other side of embracing God's will, there are some blessings that you can only enjoy when you've done what God has said. There are some benefits that you and I will experience only when we've done what God has said. There's some visions. There's some miracles. There's some stuff God has for you, some unopened packages, some blessings that come from heaven, some joy, some peace, some friendships that can only emerge when we embrace the will of God. And as Christians, we ought to make up in our mind on this Palm Sunday, I'm not going to let anything or anybody rob me from embracing the will of God. And while nobody has the audacity to say, no, preacher, you ain't preaching the truth, let's admit it on this Sunday morning, we wrestle and struggle with embracing God's will for our lives. The will of God says be open-handed, but sometimes we want to be cheap and stingy. The will of God says be a peacemaker, but sometimes we want to stir the pot. The will of God says stand for justice, but sometimes we want to ignore injustice. The will of God says walk by faith, but sometimes we want to walk by sight. The will of God says consider the weak among you as you don't decide to bring people back when it's unsafe, but we want to rush back and do what we want to do in our own time, preach Pastor White. 
The will of God says focus on those things that matter. But sometimes we get caught up in the petty and major in the minors where we as believers have to have the audacity, the courage, and sanctimoniousness to yield and surrender to the will of Almighty God. What does this text teach us? Help me preach this for 12 more minutes. What does this text teach us about embracing the will of Almighty God? First of all, watch chapel. This text teaches us embracing the will of God requires being teachable. We will never embrace the will of God until we have an attitude of teachability. Teachability means I don't know everything. Teachability acknowledges that God knows more than me. Teachability means that God is both Alpha and Omega. God knows the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end, and God is sovereign. God knew me when I was conceived in my mama and daddy's womb. Nothing is catching God by surprise. Consequently, as God seeks to reveal his will for my life, I ought to be attuned and teachable and give God my undivided attention because God knows what I do don't know. Can I preach this? None of us know everything. There's always somebody. I ain't talking about God. I'm talking about some folk we live with, some folk we worship with, some folk we work with, some folk we see every day who knows something we don't know. If we treat everybody we encounter as somebody who knows something we don't know, how much further would we be? But I can't speak for you. There have been seasons and times in my life where I had the big head, thought I knew more than somebody because I had been to the seminary, because I had an earned doctoral degree. I looked down upon folk because in my mind, they didn't have what I had. They hadn't been exposed to what I've been exposed to. And God has a way, watch chapel, of teaching us humility by showing us there's somebody who may not look the part, who may not dress the part, who may not drive the part, but who knows more than you. They just didn't have the opportunities you have. They just didn't get the exposure you have. But there's somebody in here knows that if you and I would be teachable, we could embrace the will of God for our lives. Listen. Be humble. Don't judge the book by the cover. Embracing the will of God requires teachability. Jesus is listening to God the Father. Teachability. God knows what we don't know. Not only does it require teachability, embracing the will of God requires that we talk to God. Ah, There is no more powerful example of prayer 
than Jesus talking to God in the garden of Gethsemane. If you read the account of Luke, Jesus prays in such a way that perspiration that looks like blood falls from his brow. And Jesus is talking to God the Father. And let's never forget that prayer is not just a one-way conversation. As Jesus is talking to God, God is talking to Jesus. We don't get that part of the sermon. We don't get that part in the text. But whenever you and I have the audacity to talk to God, let me help somebody in here. God will always talk back to you and I. Do I have a witness here on this Sunday morning? I don't care what you're struggling with, what you're going through. If you and I, in the words of the hymn, would take everything to God in prayer, somebody has a show enough testimony that God will talk back to you. If you take your struggles, your anxiety, your adversity, your weakness to God, God will talk back to us. And you and I learn to embrace the will of God when we talk to God and allow God to talk back to us. Prayer is not just you and I unloading on God. God is big enough to handle whatever we bring. But I dare somebody to give God time to speak into your life. Amen. Take it to God, but listen to God. And God will give you what you need. You can take any question, any issue, any concern to God, and God will respond by talking back to you. We are blessed in this particular age with technology in ways that we have not previously been blessed with. And I, I don't have every technological tool. I, I, there's some I don't mess with. Yeah, uh -huh. I, yeah I got Apple technology, but, you know, um, what's the little girl to talk to in the, in, in the house? Not let, yeah, I don't mess with her. That's just too much in my house. Amen. That, that, that's just too much. But Siri, amen. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Amen. But, but, but Siri is my girl. Come on, talk to me. And you know the blessing of being friends with Siri is that Siri talks back to you. Come on, talk to me. I, I, I got ways that has saved me from some tickets. Come on, talk to me. I, I got uh, Apple Music, praise God, amen, got Amazon, but nobody beats my girl Siri because as you talk to Siri, Siri talks back to you. You can ask Siri almost anything and Siri will talk back to you. And Siri, let me help somebody, has been a blessing to my life and has been a blessing to some lives in here, but Siri don't have nothing on Almighty God. When you talk to God, God will talk back to you. When you bring your struggles to God, God will strengthen you. When you bring your weakness to God, God will let you know you can yield not to temptation. When you bring your discouragement to God, God will lift your head. When you bring your weakness to God, God will be your source of strength. When you bring your illness to God, God will heal your body. When you bring your anxiety to God, God will give you peace. Who can testify? I talk to God, but God talks.
to me. And we embrace the will of God when we are teachable, when we talk back, when we talk to God. Oh, let me close. We embrace the will of God, what is best for us. Not just when I'm teachable. Not just when I talk to God. But when I trust God. I like the Mark 14 version of this, Reverend Robinson. Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Almost identical. John is the Maverick Gospel. But Mark's version, Mark 14, read it after you watch the game tonight. Says, Abba, Father. And for those of you who are my Bible students, you know that Abba, Father is not a general catch-all term, but it's almost like saying, Daddy, God. A personal relationship. And for those of us who have children, those of us who are blessed with good parents, you know there's a difference between being a father and having a daddy. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I could preach it all day long, but there's a difference between having a father and having a daddy. You can have a father who just uh, allows you to get here. Y'all to get that amen. But you can have a daddy that you trust. You can have a father that just provides for you. But you can have a daddy that you trust with your very life and existence. And as Jesus talks to God, as Jesus is teachable towards God, Jesus is giving his life to God the Father because Jesus knows that whatever happens, God is trustworthy. And I'm talking to somebody right now who doesn't know everything that's going to turn out in your future. You don't know how the bills are going to be paid. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen with your children. You don't know what's going to happen with mama or daddy. You don't know what's going to happen the days of your lives. Let me remind somebody that God is trustworthy. You and I can trust God. Nobody I trust more in this world than Almighty God. Can I close the way I want to close? Anybody got a testimony? I gave it to God. I gave my life to God. I give my 10% to God. I gave my soul to God. I gave my children to God. I gave my marriage to God. Gave my family to God. And God has proven trustworthy. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You and I can't control everything. There's some stuff we got to say into thy hands. I commit my spirit. God, you allowed me to give birth to the child, but they belong to you. They've been my mama and daddy, but they belong to you. They've been my wife or husband, but they belong to you. My days are in your hands, and God, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my health. I trust you with my mind. I trust you with my body. I trust you with the money that you give. I 
trust you. And somebody knows on the other side, God has proven himself trustworthy. Anybody got a testimony that can't nobody? I said, can't nobody? Can't nobody? Do you like God? He's been my helper, been my keeper, been my provider, been my protector, been my friend, been my all. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. I said, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. you to trust him we don't have all the answers but I dare you to trust him I double dare you as we said in Baltimore to trust him am I going to have a job how are we going to get through this when are we going to come back to church What's going to happen to my pension? What's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to me? I dare you to trust them. Somebody right now on this Sunday morning needs to make the decision on this Palm Sunday to do what is really best for you. That is to embrace the will of God. The will of God isn't always easy. I'm not one of these uh, pseudo-spiritual preachers who say if you embrace the will of God, you'll be healthy, wealthy, and happy. Now, the will of God led Jesus to a cross. And there was no more holy person than Jesus Christ. In this world, ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Folk will hate on you when you embrace the will of God. Folk will be petty when you embrace the will of God. Folk will try to steal your shine when you embrace the will of God. But let me help somebody the blessings and benefits far outweigh any and every challenge than embracing God's will. I live long enough now to, I got a, I'm good testimony. I'm good, I'm good. If God want me to have it, God's going to provide it. I don't need to cook, crook, scheme, Hustle, lie. I trust God. And if it's going to take me away from God, if it's going to detract from my walk with God, I don't need it. I'm good. Oh, no, honey, I'm good. I've been walking with God a long time now. 
I've seen what he can do. Somebody right now, today's the day for you to accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, to become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, to become a member of Watch Chapel. You don't have a church home. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. I'm claiming seven people by Resurrection Sunday. Seven new disciples by Resurrection Sunday. I need y'all to pray with me. Amen. We're going to pray for those who need a Savior, those who need a church home. Amen. Go to the Contact Us tab on our website and become a member of the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Accept Jesus as your Savior. We thank you so much. Amen. Our praise team is about to come forward to close us out in song.